Welcome to the Bible Vault, where we unpack the jewels of God's Word. I'm Jason. And I'm Katrina. And today we're continuing our series on who is Jesus by talking about Jesus cleansing the temple. Now, this story has always been really interesting to me. So to start off, we're going to read John 2, 13 through 22. The Passover of the Jews was at hand, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple he found those who were selling oxen and sheep and pigeons, and the money changers sitting there. And making a whip of cords, he drove them all out of the temple with the sheep and oxen. And he poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. And he told those who sold the pigeons, Take these things away. Do not make my father's house a house of trade. His disciples remembered that it was written, Zeal for your house will consume me. So the Jews said to him, What sign do you show us for doing these things? Jesus answered them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews then said, It has taken forty-six years to build this temple, and will you raise it up in three days? But he was speaking about the temple of his body. When therefore he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed the scripture and the words that Jesus had spoken. Now, why did Jesus get so angry? Jesus was angry at people using God's law for profit. So as we discussed in the context episode about Passover, sacrifices were a requirement for the people of Israel, many of whom had to travel in order to get to Jerusalem. So for convenience, people were selling animals in the outer courts of the temple. There were also money changers as a result of the temple tax, which was only accepted in Jewish currency, and so the money changers were there to exchange the currency. However, they would require a high fee for the exchange, taking advantage of high volume and a requirement set forth in God's law. It's likely that those selling animals charged more as well. Martin Luther actually called the practice displayed in this section crass commercialism. No matter how many times I hear about that, it still makes me a little bit angry. Like, why would you take advantage of people when they're just trying to follow God's law? Ugh, anyway. Um, What can we learn from the fact that Jesus got angry, too? I think this is a particularly important point. Anger is oftentimes viewed negatively, and many Christians, at least I think, feel like they've committed a sin or done something wrong if they get angry. I mean, there's a particular focus on loving people, loving others, and so getting angry with others seems to be counterintuitive or not quite as good, and uh, Jesus shows us here that anger itself isn't a sin. That said, it can quickly turn into one. Jesus' anger is motivated by a zeal for God's word, wanting it to remain unblemished instead of tainted by sin. So for us, too, we learn that anger is okay, so long as it's a righteous anger in defense of God's word. Right. This is super important to understand. It's also re- it's really about what you do with anger. If you use your anger to speak up about something that goes against God, like you said, you're absolutely doing the right thing. It's kind of hard to, to grasp sometimes, but um, now the Jews or now the Jews had a response to question his authority for these actions. But what about Jesus's response, where he said in verse 19? Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. 
Jesus was a carpenter by trade, and I think it's really interesting here that the Greek word that's translated carpenter in the Bible can also refer to someone who works with both wood and stone. And since the temple itself would have been made of both wood and stone, it's likely that, Jesus, that it was not the act of Jesus building the temple that made them pause. He was a skilled enough tradesman for that. It was rather the timeline of three days. This is reflected in their answer when they said in verse 20, And the Jews then said, It has taken 46 years to build this temple, and will you raise it up in three days? I mean, he, they don't make any mention of him being capable of building the temple, just rather the timeline. John also makes sure then afterward to clarify what Jesus was talking about, which, since it gives away the climax of the gospel, the, the resurrection, it assumes that the reader would know the story from the earlier gospels. But I do find it really interesting that Jesus' skill as a tradesman was well known enough that his statement of rebuilding the temple as ornate as the temple's could have been, having been built by kings, wasn't actually questioned, but only the timeline was brought into question. That's fascinating. You know, I remember when you first pointed out that Jesus could have been working with stone, and it just blew my mind, because I've only ever had the image of Jesus being a carpenter in my head, and so just adding that on just creates another layer to his character, makes him a little bit more understandable, I guess. Um, I also hadn't thought about the fact that he might have, or he must have already been really widely known for his work if that wasn't what they questioned. Do you have any other thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think that also one of the acts that you see here, you see him overturning tables and things. I think that thinking about him as also having worked with stone as well as wood is a testament to his strength. I mean, Jesus had to be a physically strong man in order to actually be able to overturn these tables. And another thought for me is that this was also the first Passover of his ministry, which is significant because it sets the stage. I know I briefly touched upon this in the context episode, but because his crucifixion also took place during a later Passover, I, th I think that seeing this story, I kind of like seeing it in, in such a light that it's almost clearing the way and removing other sacrifices to make way for his ultimate sacrifice. And I think it draws a nice comparison, especially with Jesus himself using his resurrection as a response to the questioning of his authority. Yeah, absolutely. That is such a cool way to look at it. So to sum up this episode, who is Jesus? He's a zealous He's zealous towards keeping God's word pure and unblemished. While also being physically strong and, and capable of righteous anger. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that just about does it for today. But please feel free to join us next week as we move into John chapter 3. Big one to cover there, especially, you know, dealing with the crux of Christianity itself, John 3.16. So looking very forward to that and what the conversation with Nicodemus means for our saga, Who is Jesus? If you have any questions or comments, especially leading into that, please be sure to head over to our Instagram page at the Bible Vault Podcast and shoot us a message. We'd love to hear from you. We'd also love to hear your story and learn more about our listeners in general. So feel free to reach out at any time. Thank you for joining us today on the Bible Vault. God bless, and we will see you next time.